Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. We've had this guy's dad on the show many times and his brother. We're just going through the whole Sims family, really. Yeah, that's right. He is Matt Sims. <laughs> Who's doing a lot right now with his dad and other stuff. Matt, tell the folks what you're up to and what you're doing. And thanks for being with us. Uh, we're not doing anything too impressive. But uh, my father and I, we started a little podcast on YouTube. And uh, we have our own little YouTube channel. And uh, it's called Sims Complete. Please, you know, like, subscribe. Tune into what we're talking to talking about this season. Um, it's basically me hosting and then my father just talking a lot about football and trying to show how much more uh, he knows about the game than me. Which is a lot. But uh <laughs> We're going to have a great time this year talking about football. Jersey native, Don Bosco guy. Yes, sir. Played at Tennessee, right? And yes, then a sir. bunch of different stops in the NFL. So yeah. this is airing the Monday, Matt, after the third preseason game, which is the day before cut day this okay. year. Put me in the in the shoes as a player that was nervous around this time of year when he was yeah. in the NFL, right? Yeah. What, what, what the emotions are and kind of what players are dealing with on like a full day off after – what maybe for some guys could be their last NFL game and they just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's uh it's a lot. It really is. And it's uh it, it's you take it per you know they always, it's a business, right? But at the same time, it's you your life, man. It's your life. It's uh it's the kids game that you've been playing since you can remember and it's just it's really surreal. It really is because you try to enjoy the moment as much as you possibly can. You know, the fact that you get out to run out there, you get to play uh, in my case when I was with the Jets playing against the Giants, playing against my father's team, uh, throwing touchdowns against the Giants and just crushing your defense, you know. But, um, uh, sorry, but I actually did actually play extremely well against the Giants. They called me the Giant Killer when I was on uh, when I was on the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> Marty Shaw and I were walked into the meeting one day and he's like, Sims. Your dad loved that, by the way. He goes, Sims, you're the Giant Killer. You're the Giant Killer. Hey, when we need to beat the Giants, we're playing you, babe. You know, that's how Marty <laughs> talked. And I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. But it... Um, it's really, it's difficult. It's difficult to put into words. And, you know, the best thing that you can do is just try to take it moment by moment, try to enjoy the moments, try to execute as best as you can, and, and really just keep life and the game as simple as possible. And I think sometimes when you look forward to the future, you try to, oh, do I fit here, there, there? It, it's a real thing. You play well, other teams are watching you, other teams are evaluating you. So you just try to put your best foot forward, have fun, cut it loose, and uh, and and hope at the end of the day that you can stick where you're at. And if not, you're just hoping that you did enough to get another opportunity at another school, uh, another school, another team, excuse me. How different is it now, do you think, 
you experienced four preseason games. Now there's only three. Mm-hmm. Does that hurt guys at the bottom of the roster? Do you think? Uh, it definitely does. I mean, that's a whole you know game where you're just missing opportunities to potentially get reps and experience and, and really just showcase again your skills and assets. The one advantage I would say that. Uh, the newer generations have now is that there's enough fans and media at practice now with their social media that they're able to document some of these great plays that you are making in practice more often than not. And there's been, you know, some buzz on few other players here uh, early in preseason where you do get to see some of those clips in practice. So uh, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. There's bonuses and negatives to it. Obviously health being primarily the main thing players, should statistically stay a little healthier with one less game. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, when you were a young QB like me, yeah, you wanted every opportunity you could get. All right, you've been in practice for two straight days watching the Giants. He's here doing the Sirius XM training camp stop with yeah, Bob with Papa. Yeah, with Bob Papa, man. The, you know, man, talk about just like the OG, right? He's so, a pro, right? He's a pro. And I got to hang out with Paul Dettino today at practice, too. Sorry about that. Uh, you know what? Hey, Paul and Bob, <laughs> if you need to know anything historically about the Giants, that is true. those two guys are the guys to talk to. But uh, practice was awesome today. It was so fun being here. I was teammates with Tyrod in Buffalo, so it's great to watch him play and perform. And he still got it too, man. He still got it. I mean, that guy is definitely easily top five backup in the NFL and really could still be a starter in the NFL if given the opportunity. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome to be here the past few days. And you had a chance to talk to a bunch of players, Joe Shane, Brian Dable. So just give me a summary, three, four, five points, things that you're taking away from your two days here that maybe you didn't know before you got here. How deep the receiver room is. A lot of good football players in that receiver room. A lot of talented football players that maybe potentially don't make this roster. And that's unfortunate. But these are guys that are going to be playing on Sundays for other football teams. And uh, just just really impressed, too, with the ability that, you know, Joe Shane and his ability to evaluate football players, fill needs that were missing from a year ago to upgrade the receiver room and the defensive backs the way that they did in one season. It's definitely the biggest turnaround that I feel like I've seen in the NFL this year with those two rooms, just the, the ability that they've been able to add depth. Uh, to those two positions on the field is truly impressive. Well, let's start with wide receiver then. And yeah. you, we mentioned you played at Tennessee. The Giants did add yeah, let's one go, of your balls. Yeah. Give, me, <laughs> give me your Jalen Hyatt analysis. And I know from my perspective, watching him on college tape, I don't have the chance to talk to the coaches there and what else he can do. I just know in their offense on tape, you know, he was a vertical wide receiver that never faced press. He got stacked. He was in the slot a lot, which yeah. is you have to do more in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen him do it. But now that he's here... I think we've all seen that he can do it. Now that I've seen him in practice two times, you know, the past two days, dude is impressive. You know, he's got the frame. He's got the build. Definitely can stretch the field vertically for this Giants offense. Runs clean, good routes. You could see that he's running a lot now with the ones more often. Uh, super impressed with his ability. And that was something that my father and I discussed on our on our YouTube channel, on our show, was... Everyone was going back to that that Tennessee offense. Oh, it's not like the NFL. It's different, blah, 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 blah. Listen, it doesn't matter. The player is talented. He's being coached extremely well by Kafka now. This offense, it's it's perfect for him. He's going to be able to make an impact immediately. And I think with him, Hodgins, and Waller, now Daniel Jones has those three really big targets that can almost act like power forwards for you, you yeah. know, in basketball. And I think in, in, in tough matchups, right, against the Eagles, against the Cowboys, 
you need big bodies like that when even though they're covered, you can still give those guys opportunities to catch the football. And I think Jalen Hyatt just adds another aspect of being physical and athletic on the outside for the Giants. I'll jump back to the wide receiver room, but you mentioned Waller, and he's basically their number one receiver. He might right. not be a wide receiver, right? But they line him up at the X spot, isolate on the side. They'll line him up all over the place. The impact a player like that can have on your offense, not just because of his physical skills, but what it allows the coaches to do formationally, right? You oh, can man. be in 12 personnel. Yeah. Oh, wait, but it looks like 11 personnel all of a sudden. Oh, uh, it, I mean, it, it looks like 20 personnel. There's a lot of different things you can do with it. I'll, I'll give you one even better. Like, what about 13 personnel? Because it's like, get Cager out there right. with him. You line up in a heavy set with three tight ends coming to the game. All right, expand, you know, the offense. Now you go into a spread set. What are you going to do? Are you going to put a nickel on one of these guys? Are you going to put on a safety? Like, so it gives, it gives Kafka this unbelievable flexibility to be able to mix parts and really play that really fun chess game with the offensive pieces that they have because the size, right, the speed and the slot, all this, it's going to be extremely difficult for defenses to match up week in and week out with them. And if you go small because you want to get a defensive back on a wall, yeah. then you have Saquon Barkley to run it, right? No doubt. Because and let's, let's not underestimate his, his route running ability too, right? And I think that's something that will definitely be taken advantage even more so because of this ability right, and flexibility at other positions this year. And then even if you throw it and they get a DB on Waller, that guy is so freaking gigantic. He, yeah. I mean, if you put a nickel on him or even the 6'1", 217-pound safety, <laughs> I mean, he's he's just going to bully him and use his length and catch the ball in front of him. No doubt, no doubt. And, and you, I saw it yesterday. He didn't practice today. He practiced yesterday. Uh, his speed and his ability to kind of change direction, right, and just be that great just physical presence over the middle, right, for this offense. It's something that was missing a year ago. Now that he's able to do that and bring that component to this offense, it's uh, it's really exciting. And that's where, you know, I get jealous, you know, because <laughs> as a QB, there's just so many ways now to, to have fun dissecting defenses when you have this flexibility. All right, let's jump back to the wide receiver room. We talked about Hyatt. Yeah. They have a bunch of other guys that can play inside. The Cole Beasleys, the Sterling Shepherds. We'll see when Wando Robinson gets activated. If right. he gets activated before the season, we'll see. God, I know I forgot completely about him when I was watching practice today, but yeah, another you, phenomenal player. You mentioned Hodgins, the size. Do you like the complementary skills in that group? I always like to talk about a basketball team, right? You want a wide receiver group to look like a basketball team. Mm -hmm. You want the quick guards. You want the bigger power four types like you mentioned. Yeah. Do you like the combination of skills that they've kind of put together and then Slayton and Hyatt with the speed obviously. Oh, I, I definitely do. And, and it's really exciting too to see Sterling Shepard out there just running healthy, cutting on a dime. He looked I mean, good too, he right? He looked really good in practice today. He looked quick. He looked fast. Uh saw him in that low red zone period in practice today too. He was he was talking a lot of trash and rightfully so because he was winning a lot of those one on one battles. So that is going to be a uh an interesting decision, you know, to be made as far as who's going to kind of fit that role. But yeah, Crowder today, unbelievable job. I mean, and really, I think the most impressive thing about the unit today, there was not one drop. There was not one, a lot of, a lot of contested throws, a lot of tough throws, a lot of tough catches. Everything was caught today in team period. And from a team that had, you know, far too many drops in the regular season a year ago mm -hmm. to see that in practice today versus good coverage. Uh, very impressive, and uh, yeah, I, I gotta say this receiving room—they really did—they uh, did some work today. That's for sure. John Tittle Podcast is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giants fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at CitizensBank.com. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with Citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? 
Of course, Matt, none of this matters unless the guys up front can block. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's kind of been a problem here for a fairly long time. Yeah. So they weren't in pads today, so you can't really see a ton of protection. Mm. But they did do a lot of team stuff in pads on the first day of practice. Your thoughts on this offensive line? We know about Andrew Thomas. How do you see the rest of the group coming along, which has the potential to be pretty young? Yeah, I mean, the exciting thing is, unlike our counterparts over there in Florham Park, the Jets, you got two anchors on the outside. Right. You know, so when you have the tackle position solidified, that's always a great place to start for your offense line. It seems like schmitzy over there in the middle. Um, I like saying it for that way. For I don't know why, but That's I keep fun. saying it that way. But yeah, our boy Schmitzy over there from Minnesota is doing a really <laughs> good job of just holding down the middle. And the fact that he's able to work against Dexter Lawrence every day in practice. I mean, you know, not every team has a guy like Dexter Lawrence. Now, a few teams actually in our division, you know, at the, uh, here. Eagles have some big boys. Up yeah, there. he's mm-hmm. going to have to deal with some some tough matchups. But nonetheless, he's getting prepared. He's going against Wings defense every day right now extremely difficult extremely unorthodox at times and i feel like once he gets a little bit more comfortable he'll probably hit that rookie wall at some point but at the same time i feel like there's enough talent at the offensive line position there's enough creativity in the offense right by the play callers and there's enough athleticism on the outside to help balance the two and it doesn't hurt either when daniel jones is an unbelievable runner of the football too which is always something that i feel like he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he is just a phenomenal athlete and we'll get to dj in a second but first you mentioned the play calls with kafka and dable as a former quarterback yeah what do you like about this offense that makes things maybe a little bit easier for a quarterback man it's just i feel like they got tons of answers for everything you know i feel like they just have a little of everything that you need you know they got the screen game they got the running back screen game they got the receiver screen game they got the quick short passes they got the one-on-one opportunities then they got the play action passes because Saquon's running the ball extremely well you know even Brita being the backup and now Gray showing what he can do too. pre-snap motion all over the place all that pre and that's you know that's a great point too because today I was like wow there is a lot of pre-snap motions here and those things are extremely difficult for defenses to really hone in on and, and kind of pin their ears back so to speak and be aggressive because of all that movement and action. That's something that helps San Francisco be super effective on offense. And that's something that uh, I think the Giants are going to continue to look into more as they develop. And I think it's going to create tremendous opportunities for even Saquon, right, to motion him in out of the backfield to allow him to win one-on-ones in the slot uh, uh, to go along with the plethora of athletes that we have. We saw Daniel. Look at me. I'm saying we. What am I doing, man? You know, I love it. I'm part of the team now. All right. (laughs) Still got big blue on your blood, man. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So (laughs) you mentioned DJ. Took a jump last year. A lot of it was because of his running ability, right? A lot of big first downs running the football. Yeah. His third most scramble yards in the league. Right. Besides, you know, behind the usual suspects that you would expect. (laughs) Um, Where's the next step for Daniel as a quarterback in your eyes? For him to maybe try to vault into that kind of second tier of guys behind the Mahomeses of the world. Yeah, I mean, right now, it's really about just kind of getting to those subtle nuances of the offense that maybe they couldn't get to a year ago because of the fact that maybe some players weren't super trustworthy in certain situations or they couldn't rely on certain people to win certain matchups right against defenses sure. last year. Now that you have more of that, that ability to have tremendous athleticism on the outside now he is going to have an opportunity to be maybe a little bit more aggressive throwing the ball vertically down the field and then you know we've already seen he's done a great job of of 
throwing extremely well and accurate 15 yards and under. Now that you add these athletes to stretch the field, yeah. I feel like we're going to get to see a few more of those those big, you know, game-changing plays, right? And when you're trying to go for a Super Bowl, when you can create explosive plays, you know, the more explosive plays you have, the more points you're going to score, you know? And that was something that we always harped on when we were in Atlanta and we made that Super Bowl run. If we thought that we got five to six explosive plays, you know, a game, that we had a tremendous advantage of winning the football game and at least scoring 21 points no matter what. And that is something that I think that the Giants now will be able to take advantage of, and especially Daniel Jones. Um, and, and that's what's really exciting. You're going to be able to stress defenses sideline to sideline, but now vertically as well. And when you can do those two things, it's extremely difficult to stop offenses. I just noticed it, by the way. Is that like a new retro shirt, or was that like your dad's actual shirt from 1986? Uh, my wife actually picked this up at Amber Combrey and Finch uh, the other day. And uh, seriously, yeah, she did. And she's like, I thought this was cool, you know. That's like, awesome. I, I love like, it. Yeah, it's awesome, you know. And if there was a symbol that epitomized the family, you know, our family crest, so to speak, <laughs> uh, the rose would absolutely be part of it because uh, obviously that moment in our family's history, uh, you know, forever changed, uh, you know, the Sims family, my father's life. Yeah. And uh, I like to tell people all the time that uh, I was the the celebration of him winning the MVP because I was born in '88. And uh, the Super Bowl happened in 87, January of 87. So, you know, I kind of like to think that I was that Super Bowl celebration. <laughs> Not too bad. Giants yeah. fans love a winner. <laughs> like this right. guy is why they love Citizens. Named the 2022 uh, best bank in the U.S. <laughs> by the banker as the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the huddle. Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Two on the defense, quick, Matt. Let's do it. The front. Can this group start to approach what they have in those other three spots in the division, right? Because you talk about trying to chase Dallas, chase Philly, hold off Washington. Those three teams are stacked up front on defense. Their yeah. fronts have a lot of guys. We know Dexter and Leonard can do what they can. They got right. we have two young edge players. Can this group start vaulting itself into that kind of category now? Yeah, and this was something that me and Paul were discussing on the uh, sidelines uh, during practice today. The biggest thing really is just going to be can can you affect the passer and the quarterback as much as possible in this division? Yeah. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to equate to actual sacks, but you know, have to hit the quarterback, have to hurry the quarterback in this league, and especially in this division with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. And, and we don't know yet about Sam Howell exactly what he's going to be yet, but so far it looks like he's going to be a pretty solid NFL quarterback, and I think the Commanders are a better team than what a lot of people might uh, give them credit for. Well, they're talented. Like, their they're weapons talented. on offense, their totally. front on defense, it's good. Absolutely. They got a lot of really good football players. I think they're just getting overshadowed just because the, the Dallas, Philly, and New York market is just a little bit more powerful you know, that way, but, uh, you know, affecting the quarterback is going to be huge. And, and I asked, you know, Paul outside, I was like, what is the over under for Kayvon, you know, to have a super productive year on the edge? You know, he said it was nine. I, I tend to agree with him. I was like, if he can get nine and plus, that means that the Giants defense is affecting the quarterback in the right way. Yeah. And that's going to lead to, to some important turnovers and, and potential plays that, that, kind of change the outcome of games. Now, you're basically starting three cornerbacks now in the league, right? Everyone's mm -hmm. always a nickel. Right. So, Adore is one of them, but the other two are probably going to be rookies. Mm -hmm. A first-round pick and a sixth-round pick, Trey Hawkins, Deontay Banks. We know yeah. they have traits, yeah. right? But there's a difference between traits and turning those traits into production in the NFL. Yeah. 
Rookie corners are scary. They are. You say it, and people are like, ooh, two they rookie are. corners? Ooh. Yeah. Give me your perspective on, on the Giants potentially going in that direction to start the year. Well, I think it's cool because it kind of goes back to that basketball analogy you made earlier, right? Where I feel like Trey and Deontay and, and Adore, um, they all kind of have a little bit of a different thing that they bring. I feel like Deontay, he can definitely be more of that that big, physical, tough corner, right? That can really get your hands on, be aggressive at the line of scrimmage, right? Uh, exactly what Wink does. I've been so impressed with Hawkins in practice these past two days. I just cannot believe how how well he moves, how well he dissects routes. Um, he had two pass back breakups today in the team periods that I thought were extremely impressive. And it, it was like he ran the route for the receiver. And it was just I was just blown away by his ability to change direction on a dime and then to be able to get his eyes back to the football while I was midair and make those pass breakups. So um Listen, when you got two young guys out there, they're going to make mistakes. It's part of the game. But there's a lot to really be excited about for these two football players. And I think, too, with Xavier back there kind of orchestrating everything. Sure. You know, um, I know people are, you know, at some, at times been maybe tough on him. But I feel like now that he has that, that deeper corner room, I expected him to make that much more plays this year because I think he's a phenomenal football player. I think he's a good tackler. I think he reads the quarterback extremely well, and I expect him to make a lot of plays in that secondary this year too. Wow. You know when a vole is complimenting uh, Alabama player that he's probably he complimented good. tennessee you know the other day too in jalen Hyde. so I, I feel like i had to you know you got to pass it forward you know with no pun intended actually all pun intended as a quarterback <laughs> how important is coaching when you are putting two young corners out like that not only to kind of teach them the right way but maybe you know keep things simple within the scheme for them where you're not maybe asking them to do too much and you want to take advantage of the things that they are good at it, coaching for defense for off coaching is everything it is everything and especially in football too there's just so much going on in this game that <laughs> you have to have guys that really just they they make the most complicated game in the world simplified and i feel like right now the giants coaching staff is on it i feel like they have a great pulse you know of course because of joe shane and what he's done and how he's been able to fill the needs by having that direct conversation with these coaches and it's an exciting time to be a Giants fan. It really is. I feel like, you know, the Jets and Giants got a lot of really good young football players, got a lot of young coaches that are hungry, that approve themselves. You also got a, a few older coaches that have seen a thing or two. They know a thing or two. And it's um, it's really exciting. It's good times right now for, for New York football. Um, and and it just you can't underestimate coaching at all. And I know, hey, you can speak Daniel Jones, perfect example of it. Dude had the talent. Dude had everything that you wanted as far as the prototypical quarterback. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the arm talent. Gave him a great coach, great, great opportunity, right? He improved dramatically in one season. Now put athletes surrounding him, and we'll see what happens. But I think uh, all signs are pointing to this, uh, this, this upward trajectory for the Giants right now. Yeah, you mentioned it. The Giants and Jets better do well early because the baseball teams, including the one on your hat right there, who <laughs> yeah. who, who I also root for, by the way, uh, it is it is going to be a depressing baseball September uh. here in, in New York City. You have five <laughs> minutes to go around the league for a second before yeah, we end? Yeah, sure. Let's do awesome. it. Awesome. Let's do it. Um, NFC East, how much have the Giants, you think, closed the gap with Dallas and Philly? Um, I think they've closed it tremendously. But at the same time, too, I still would give the edge to uh, the Eagles being number one in the division as far as talent-wise go. 
And then I would say that the Giants are definitely closer to Dallas that much more. I actually might even give them a slight edge over Dallas, okay. honestly, in some aspects of it. Because, uh, you know, and maybe I'm biased just because I was watching practice today. Um, and also maybe because I just was never, ever a Dallas fan ever in my life and never will be. You grew up with so, Giants in your blood, man. Yeah, I get so it. that's why it's like hard for me to admit that maybe Dallas is more, uh, you know, a better roster. Um, but definitely close the gap. And the NFC... Uh, it's wide open. It's though, wide open. Whew. And really right now, the main thing is just just get into the dance. And when you get into the dance, anything can happen. And I think that's really the main thing for the, for the Giants this year is just get into the dance and you can win some of these matchups for some other teams. You know, it's a shame. You put the Giants in the NFC South or the NFC North. Hey, Dottino. Our boy, Paulie. Our boy, Paulie Dots. Come on over here, Paul. <laughs> We're live. <laughs> <laughs> If the Giants are in the NFC North or NFC South, we're probably picking them as potential division winner. It's just totally. in the NFC East, it's so hard. And it's cool too because it's kind of uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of just like my dad's era, you know, of football with just, the Hogs and everything. You know, yeah, just with uh-huh. everything, you know, the Eagles being just uh, unbelievably talented with Jerome Brown and Reggie White, right? And now, and now, you know, of course, yeah, the Hogs, right? And and the Washington Red uh, at the time Redskins. Um, it's just. Uh, it's really cool. It's it's kind of going back. I feel like to that golden age uh, of it is. of this division, and it's uh, it is not the NFC least anymore. No, it is definitely definitely not. And uh, it's going to be some great matchups. It really will be, and and that's where we'll see uh, what happens. And and listen, everybody's been watching the Eagles all off season. You know, seeing what they do, seeing the matchups. They got two new coordinators, offense and defense. So they have some question marks too. Even though they have the great talent, you still got to make you know, that chemistry work from the coaching staff to your players. And, uh, you know, it's possible that they could have a little bit of a learning curve with those two new coaches in place. We've had your brother on. I know the Sims family is not immune to hot takes. So give me, <laughs> give me your, give me your either surprise NFL team in a good way or a bad way. Who's do you think, who, who are you watching? You think, you know, people are downplaying this team too much. And who's right. one team where you're like, yeah, they're not as good as people are saying they are. Um, I get kind of nervous sometimes with how much people are kind of buying into the Lions just because it's so so random to kind of say that you know oh, it, just like it oh, is the random. Lions the Lions the Lions <laughs> um, but I do I do root for them I, I really do because I, I think Coach Campbell is just one of those guys it's hard not to like him because Absolutely. of how authentic he is as a person. Um, and their offensive coordinator is a hell of a coach. Oh, too. dude, he's, Johnson, oh my he, is, he is awesome. He really is. I would say he's probably top five offensive coordinators in the league He will far. be a head coach next year. Uh, it, it's going to be up year. there. It's going to be up there. But, you know, hot takes for this season. Hmm. You have a sleeper team in either NFC or The sleeper AFC. team. You know the sleeper team that I actually kind of like, and I was talking to my father about this the other day, and tune into our YouTube channel during the season. Um... We think that the Atlanta Falcons are going to be a, a surprise team in the NFC South. We really do. We And the reason why is lost a lot of close games a year ago. Yep. I think they're a tough football team. I think Bijan Robinson is, like, legit and scary, you know. And even though we haven't seen him much in preseason, you, you only need to see a carry or two, and you're kind of like, whoa. Just like when you saw Saquon for the first time in NFL <laughs> right, uniform. Right. You're just like, whoa, this dude is different. He's built different. He runs just fast and angry and, and that's arthur what you want. smith will know how to use him no too. doubt and arthur smith is just loves being tough and physical and just you know old school football and i feel like the the falcons could kind of fit that mold of being a sleeper team that no one's talking about that that could sneak into the to the playoffs who's the biggest challenge to mahomes in the chiefs in the afc hmm. and does someone finally knock him out this year you know with a healthy joe burrow i would say the Bengals. 
Um, but the, the Joe Burrow injury does concern me, especially it being his right leg and his right calf too, because that is technically the foot that you are pushing up and trying to driving off all the time, whether That's it's the throwing plan, right? or moving yeah. up in the pocket. So it, it's, I would say it's the Bengals with a healthy Joe Burrow, but um, I don't know what it is either. I'm not buying the Bills right now okay. at all. At all. I think the Bills will be a good football team. I think they'll be productive. I think the offense and Ken Dorsey will be improved than it was a year ago. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to have a monster year. Dalton Kincaid is going to be a dog, I think. And I know they know how to use the tight end position extremely well up there. But I still feel like that's a team that like is, is stagnant. I don't think that they're moving in the right direction as far as just you know, being able to be physical at the defensive line, you know, their front seven. I just feel like there's something missing there right now. So I feel like the Bills might be that team as the hot take of not living up to expectations. Matt, this is great, dude. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tell the folks one more time about the YouTube channel. Yeah, so Sims Complete YouTube channel, me and Big Effer, uh, Big Phil. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking ball. We're not going to go off of what everyone else is saying on TV. We're just going to talk about things that we think are interesting and fun. And, of course, always discuss quarterback play. And, uh, you know, hey, whenever you get father and son duo on the same show, there's bound to be some fireworks uh, because I think he's crazy sometimes. He knows that I'm crazy most of the time. And I'm sure you guys are just nice to each other the whole time, right? (laughs) Like, you don't guys give each other nonsense We haven't been working in this sense long enough to really hate each other yet. Um, But I'm sure that that father-son, you know, blood will eventually pour out into the show. So this is Sims number three on the show. Do you have any other Sims family members you can recommend to be a guest on the podcast? Uh, I'm going to bring my son, Mateo. He just turned two. Maybe he'll come over here and do, uh, you know, the NFL Latin channel because my my son is, uh, my wife is, is Colombian. And uh, you know we're we're trying to to go to you know Latin America just just like the NFL is. Are you trying you know, to do we're like bilingual. Trying to go to Mexico. Action? We're trying to go to Colombia. Nice, right. I we're like trying. It. Yeah. So Mateo is going to be a great ambassador for the game of football. Uh, you know, below the border. So it'll be pretty cool. Good stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank Matt you. Matt Sims on the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. Guys, we're only about a week and change, or just under two weeks pretty away crazy. from the start of the season. Can't wait. We'll see you next time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 